few weeks back when they switched to him. No, he's been just a disaster. And uh, Jameis Winston had some words about it the other day, actually. So uh, there's a little bit of frustration, turmoil going on down in New Orleans. Dennis Allen seems like he's an idiot. And, uh, yeah, we're heading towards a top five pick. I agree. The number one seed to boot. I agree. And that would be definitely something to pull off uh, how we can do that. And, uh, yeah, no, and then obviously – uh, you know, who knows, depending on where we end up with the season and, and, and all that. I don't know if we're going to be going quarterback. Maybe we turn that top five pick into three additional draft picks in, in other years of maybe trading with somebody to move that, move them up into the top five. Yeah, that absolutely. is trending in the right direction. All right, Kyle, that brings me to my question of the week. And uh, it's it's not it's not one of my better ones. Uh, it's kind of a, a rushed one, but it, it's got it's got some eagle. It's got some eagle tendencies and some eagle flavor to it. Uh, with the firing of Frank Reich over the last uh, about 10 days ago, whenever it was, there was a lot of talk about him potentially rejoining the Eagles staff as an offensive coordinator maybe next year. Uh, some talk about maybe him going down to uh, Jacksonville and rejoining with Doug Peterson. Um, the question I have for you now is this. Uh, obviously, when we talk about some of the greatest coaches in NFL history, they all have their coaching tree. Uh, you know, everybody, Bill Walsh has one. Uh, <clears throat> you know, they all do. And Andy Reid. Uh, I think Andy Reid's is the most successful of all of the uh, in modern history of, of what I can remember of coaching trees. Obviously, uh, what he has been able to kind of uh, produce, uh, you know, in his lineage as a coach, you know, Gruden, uh, you know, uh, Peterson and Reich. I mean, they're all kind of connected in that aspect. Um, what do you think, Kyle Quinn, uh, is the next potential landing spot for Frank Reich? Is he going to end up getting another job in the NFL or maybe – a coordinator position. I mean, I think he's a good coach, and I really think he got just in a really messed up situation for him down. Yeah, well, I, I would think, uh, well, first of all, actually, you could say Andy Reid coaching tree, or you could say the Bill Walsh coaching tree. Yeah. Um, that Andy Reid was from, or you could even go as far back and say the Paul Brown coaching yeah. tree. See, I'm dropping some uh, serious NFL history on you, but he didn't expect I had that in me. Matt, no, you? that was a really anyway. good one. That was a very good one. <laughs> Anyway, uh, Frank Reich, though, yeah, I mean, he's very respected around the league. Guys played and coached, and I would imagine there's a lot of people who look at Jim Irsay uh, very sideways, especially after what's been going on over the last few years. And let's remember, we just see this stuff in the media. These guys are in owners' meetings with this dude, uh, so they have to know that he's kind of a, a clown and off his rocker and uh, maybe has a little bit too much to drink at times. I think Frank Reich definitely gets another shot as a head coach. I'm not sure if it'll be after um, an offensive coordinator stint, but I do believe his time is not finished in the NFL. Um, as for rejoining Nick Sirianni, I don't know how that dynamic would work. I mean, considering Sirianni was just under him, I'm not yes. sure how, the, uh, we how it would go with him <laughs> being under Nick Sirianni. Now, uh, I will say one thing about this week. If I'm Nick Sirianni, how can you not call Frank Reich and ask for every little bit Absolutely. of dirt, details, info on the Colts? I mean, ask them what their audibles are. Ask them if there's any guys who are not on the injury report but who are dealing with stuff that they can target their game plan. I mean, there's so much information that Frank Reich probably has in there, and I'm sure would be willing to divulge, especially considering the way that things ended uh, with uh, between him and the Indianapolis Colts. So, yeah, if I'm Nick Sirianni, I'm banging on uh, Frank Reich's door, asking him for every little bit of information I can find. But uh, I would have to imagine that uh, his, his time is not finished in the NFL, and I'm actually looking forward to seeing what he can do with a competent organization. And my last question about the game and about our show tonight, I'll let you go. What is more likely to happen on Sunday? Britton Covey break off an 89-yard punt return, or Nick Foles get in and beat the Eagles in the last-second touchdown drive? Oh, got to be uh, Foles, man. I mean, 
I, I, you could see Matt. I mean, Matt Ryan's old as dirt, so you could see him going down. Jeff Saturday being like, ah, eh, you know, I've seen a little bit of what this rookie's done. He's not that good. Uh, I'm going to see if I can get eek out a win here. Go five, five and one. And uh, I think that's where you see a little picky falls there. So I'm just totally making up a ridiculous scenario in which Nick Foles could come in. I uh, cannot exactly do the same. Probably ripping off an 89. Yeah, no, I guess not. I guess that's way too out there. All right, Kyle, listen, man. Thank you, as always, for joining me. And if we don't talk again, have a happy Thanksgiving. Um, I hope everything is well for you, and I hope they don't work it too hard down on for wip I know that that radio station never sleeps. Yeah, they will, but, uh, you know, it's all right. I'm okay with it. I very much enjoy my job. Love what I get to do. So, uh, looking forward to hopefully an Eagles win and talking to you next week. Buddy. And real quick, where can we find you out there? Yeah, so catch me on Twitter at Kyle WIP. Of course, you'll hear me on that for one WIP morning show assistant with uh, Howard Eskin every Saturday morning and then uh, every Thursday, 7 p.m. at Billy Sports doing Birds IQ. Of course, not this week. It's Thanksgiving. Uh, we will put a, uh, you and I actually are going to a show yep. earlier in the week and then we will uh, release it Thursday for everybody's viewing pleasure leading up to uh, the next Eagles game so uh, look out for that on the page yep moving up in the world I get to be on Bird's IQ I cannot wait looking and forward hi, to it alright Kyle uh, we'll talk to you later alright that was Kyle Quinn uh, and yes joining me as he always does and providing the insight that he currently and always does to bribe to me as we um spent a long time talking about the commanders game i didn't really typically spend that much time going over the game from the previous week we just kind of jump in some of the key points but there's so much juiciness uh in that commanders game and that loss how it all transpired and, and all that i had to kind of spend a little extra time and uh, getting his opinions about those things obviously the dallas goddard non-fumble uh was the biggest story uh coming out and uh of the week and of that game I don't agree with his assertion of, well, if this had not happened and this had not happened, uh, then we might have won. Uh, the bottom line was that they, it, it did happen. And it, what also happened was the Eagles only scored seven second-half points. Regardless of how they ended up doing that, they only they only scored seven, seven, seven second-half points. Listen, if I was working in the crow's nest uh, on the Titanic with hindsight, I probably would have spotted that iceberg a long time ago, and I would have diverted the ship. But guess what? I wasn't there. The guy who was there didn't see it. It slammed to an iceberg, and then you know what happened after that. So we can't live our lives in those what-if type scenarios. We can live our lives on what things, what what actually have happened. And what has happened more times than not this season in regards to the second half of, of, of games for the Philadelphia Eagles is they don't score points. Seven uh, against the Commanders, now bringing their season total down to an average of 7.9. 7.9 points per second half. Less than eight points per second half is not going to cut it. I am concerned about that. I'm concerned about the run defense. I'm concerned about the special teams play. I'm concerned about a lot of things on this football team. But did you hear how I gave Howie kudos? I don't necessarily blame Howie for all these problems on the defensive line. He did have a plan. It kind of imploded in front of him due to injury. Four players currently on IR are or defensive lineman for the Eagles. And, and that's that's a high number for one position group to deal with. I got that. It happens. Um, Sue and Joseph are here just to be stopgaps. They're literally uh, two large men, and they're going to stick in the middle of that line and pray to God they provide a little bit of stopping power. I don't see them providing much of anything in the pass rush, but they'll probably provide something 
in the run stopping schemes of things. So folks, uh, it was a privilege and an honor to once again come at you the weekend Saturday.